And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in once again as you always do live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Click the link, hit the comment section, let me know what you think, vent a little. We're here live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Another feed up on Instagram as well to take your comments and questions there. You can find that feed at Sheldon Alexander. Now, if you're not or unable to join us live, no worries. It becomes a podcast that you can find if you just search the On Blast podcast. And you can find that on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Like and subscribe as always. And remember to tell your friends. Share the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast. And there'd be a lot more love in Raptors land if they didn't get off to such a bad start tonight. This was not a good game, and I'm here for you guys. I know Raptors fans, there's a lot to say here because this was this was a big boy game. If you follow the pod, you know I, I circle the big boy games on the calendar. These are the games that I use as measuring sticks to, to judge where the team is at, how you're feeling at the te- team, because this is like a, a, a peek inside the window of what playoff time would be like. You know, you really get to see what your team's like, what certain players are like when you put them in the pressure-packed situations. And this is a game I feel like clearly you could tell on the one side, the Milwaukee Bucks came into this game, and you got to remember, it's a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals. Milwaukee Bucks were embarrassed in that Eastern Conference Finals because they got out to a 2-0 lead and then lost four straight game so the eventual NBA champion Toronto Raptors so you know the Milwaukee Bucks had this game circled on their calendar and if you're the Toronto Raptors you got to know that coming into this game you got to know that they're going to give you their best punch because that's what's on their mind but the other thing to remember here is the Milwaukee Bucks are playing on the second night of a back-to-back if you're the Raps I'm not saying that you're fresh you're on the road cool but they're on the second team of a back-to-back. You got to come in and you got to start out better than the Toronto Raptors did in this game. And that's really, I mean, if you look at it, that's really why the Raps lost this game. 115 to 105, Milwaukee Bucks win. And Kyle Lowry is the only reason this game was close. He had 36 points on 11 of 18 shooting. That's insane. Giannis, doing what Giannis does, 36 points, 15 rebounds. Eight assists for Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's disgusting. That's what MVPs do. That is a big boy performance. You follow, the team follows you. This is a big game. Giannis probably took the biggest brunt of the loss last year in terms of the Milwaukee Bucks letting that NBA Finals appearance slip away. And you know Giannis has been angry. We saw him after the fi- after that uh, loss to the Raptors. He was super upset. You know he stewed about that all offseason. And so you knew that he was coming to play a big boy game. And the thing that I stated from the start of this season, the two things I want you guys to think about, right? Because again, I'm just going off my observations. 
as always, you guys know with this pod, I'm not telling you that I'm right. I'm not telling you that I'm wrong. I'm just calling it how I see it, and I'm here to have the conversation with you guys. But guys and girls, got to remember the ladies. Lots of ladies watching the pod as well. Appreciate everybody watching the Wrap It Up podcast. But my point is, two of the main things I wanted to, to make sure of that we pay attention to is if the Raps are going to have another great season, meaning winning two rounds in the playoffs at least, right? Making it back to the conference finals or even being a team that contends to be atop the Eastern Conference. What you need is consistency and what happens in winning time because it's the NBA. Everybody's, every team has NBA players. I mean, except for if you look at the Golden State Warriors starting lineup tonight, that's a story for another day, another day though. But the NBA, everyone is super talented. Everyone, it comes down to effort, playing defense, and the difference between the good players and great players is consistency. And so the talk about the Pascal Siakam, MIP to MVP, I'm not, I said I wasn't really going to get into that talk. I really wanted to see what he would do in that matchup head-to-head with Giannis, and we got a glimpse of that tonight. And at least in round one, Pascal did not, he did not look like he was ready for, for prime time in this matchup. And the one thing I will say as well is if I'm not going to overreact to the Raptors' great wins against Detroit or the Pelicans or who else did they play? The Bulls. I'm also not going to overreact to them getting blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks. What I am going to take in, though, is the things that you see. You still see some of that championship pedigree in terms of the Raps aren't going to get blown out. They're too good of a team. They play defense. Those are things that carry over definitely from last year to this year. But my main point heading into the season, why this team is going to be different and not as good as last year and why I don't think they'll be the top four seed or the top three lock that everyone thinks there will be in the Eastern Conference is just because the consistency. And it's one thing to say, hey, you know, go out there, get us 30 a night, get us 25 a night, cool. But when you look across and you see the big boys on the other side, that's when you elevate your game. That's what makes the star players the star players in this league. And if you're Pascal Siakam, you can't have 16 points on 7 of 19 shooting and foul out against Giannis. That can't happen. It just can't. And I know people are complaining about the whistle Pascal's getting early on because it is kind of ridiculous that he is getting so many fouls early on in every single game, but at some point, at some point, you have two options, right? You can either keep complaining and arguing to the refs, or you can adjust. And you can play a position in terms of you adjust and don't play as, as aggressively. I'm not saying you don't play hard defense. I'm just saying you adjust. Because something obviously is going wrong if every single game you're in foul trouble. That can't be the ref's fault. And if we're saying here, well, he's got to start getting star calls, that's not how the league works. You don't just get star calls magically after one season. It's not how it works. It's not how it works for anybody. But beyond that, Pascal Siakam has to play better. That's just, you know, I'm looking at the chat right now, and Glow Girl Smile checks in and says, I really miss Kawhi. <laughs> um... You're gonna ha- there's going to be a lot of moments like that this year. And one of those things that I will say was cool to see 
that reminded me of last year's team was the fact that the Raps didn't get blown out in this game. Because so many teams in the NBA, I mean, you look at the score line and it was 36-17 after one quarter. And the Bucks, I mean, Raptors started out this game, what? They started out horribly from this game from the floor. It was quite pathetic. It was Kyle Lowry. I think after one quarter, it was the Raptors were 3 of 20 from the floor. 3 of 20 from the floor at the end of one quarter. Fred Van Fleet hit a three, and then Siakam came back in the game, and the Raps kind of made a little bit of a push there. But those three field goals, it was two threes from Kyle Lowry and one from Matt Thomas. That's unacceptable. That can't happen. You can't get off to that bad of a start against a team that you're so, you're trying to tell us that you're on the same level as. Now, at the same time, it's the sixth game of the NBA season. <laughs> so you can't overreact. You can't, you know, look at that and be like, oh, no, well, they're definitely not going to finish third now. So it's somewhere in the middle. And you look for different things that you can take from this and say, hey, these are positives or these are negatives or things we got to work on. And one thing is Pascal's got to stay out of foul trouble because if the Raptors are struggling early on to score and then Pascal picks up two quick fouls and now he heads to the bench, you're asking a lot from Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Kyle Lowry was on one in this game. He put in gangster work and it was a little bit of everything he was driving to the basket getting and ones he was hitting the the typical kyle lowry deep dagger threes he pulled out the full arsenal in this game but that's unfair to ask of kyle lowry to do that when you know there's other people on the team that you demand a certain level of performance night in and night out and you look around at the other guys on the raptors and you say okay well Siakam, 7 of 19, not a good night. Fred Van Fleet, 2 of 12, not a good night. You go to your bench, you're still looking for consistency from Norman Powell, who normally plays well against the Milwaukee Bucks. Norman this game in 20 minutes, 1 of 5 from the floor for 4 points. You're going to take an L if those are the numbers that are being pulled up. Kyle Lowry could go for 40, and it's going to, you need just more consistency from everyone else. Because the thing was, and I know sometimes I, I make things sound as if it's way too simple, and I don't mean for it to sound that simplistic, but sometimes a game of basketball really is. And if you're going to get high-level scoring, and normally you're assuming that that's Siakam, but the, tonight it was from Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry has 36. We mentioned the other guys, you got to get into double digits, you got to get them in that 10 to 15 range and you almost kind of get it but then it comes down to the third point the third point is what happens in winning time because despite all the bs despite foul trouble from siakam despite kyle lowry being the only one shooting well for the raps despite all of that somehow some way the toronto raptors in that third quarter were able to just put in work kyle lowry was on one again, as mentioned, and Lowry had 34 points at the end of the third. And you got to remember, again, why I'm saying this is a lot to ask of Kyle Lowry, Kyle only had 30-plus points once in the 65 games of the regular season last year. One time, he had 30-plus points in 65 games that he played last year. So Kyle Lowry having 34 to cut that at the end of the third quarter, that lead that was once at 26 was all the way down to five 
That's incredible. But then's the next step of going back to Glow Girl Smile's point, missing Kawhi. What do you do in winning time? Who's going to create the plays? And the NBA is an interesting place. If you, I'm going to use the example of kind of what was going on with Golden State and some of the talk from Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant was talking about how, hey, that ball movement offense is great and it works well in regular season. And, you know, close games, though, sometimes you just got to clear out and let your best player do work. And Giannis was creating plays down the stretch. He really was. Whether it was driving kicks to other teams, whether he was getting all the way to the basket to get and ones, Giannis even hit a big three at one point while the Raps were making their run. And he was making plays, and Kyle Lowry tried. He tried once or twice. He had them down the stretch, but he really couldn't do it. They fed Siakam before he fouled out, and Siakam drove all the way to the basket. Kind of out of control. Maybe Giannis did foul him. But either way, he misses. Fred drove, missed a tough lay-in. And that lead, you had it close, but it's back up to seven. And to and that's just where what happens in winning time is so important. And so much talk again going back to the KD stuff because it's a reminder of Kawhi as well. The argument about the mid-range game. The mid-range game... The part that everyone misses in all the stats of like layups and threes is in crunch time, right? And in the playoffs, you got to throw those stats out the window because teams are playing harder defense, which the statistics don't equate for. But also, you got to think about the fact that you got to go to whatever your best move is. And sometimes if you're Siakam, that's not going to be getting, you're not going to get all the way to the basket. And heck, same thing for Giannis. Giannis took terrible charges where Kyle Lowry's just sitting there waiting for him. And so you're kind of seeing somewhat of the same issues, but it's just the Bucks. the Bucks at, their, at this point are just more used to the hierarchy of things in winning time because the Raps still got to adjust to not having Kawhi in winning time. Does that make sense? I mean, Kyle Lowry did his thing, man. That third quarter, watching Kyle Lowry, that's that's a Kyle Lowry that Raptors fans will know and love because at the end of the day, that's a Kyle Lowry. When it's good, it's great. <laughs> and you wish you could bottle that up and kind of sprinkle that in every game because you might not need, you don't need 36 from Kyle Lowry every night. But if you got 18 from Kyle Lowry every night, that'd be great. But I don't even know if at this point in his career, if he's going to be able to do that. And you're talking about heavy, heavy mileage on Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, again, in this game, 38 minutes. They showed the board early on The Kyle Lowry's leading the league in minutes so far. It's kind of not a good look for the Toronto Raptors. And there's no way to sugarcoat that, even though there's some talk about, you know, Kyle Lowry and he didn't play in training camp and all that stuff and so he's getting an early workload now to work himself in the shape and all that stuff it's all well and good but you can't be winding winding up Kyle Lowry that much and having him played that many minutes this early in the season but hey there's two ways you can look at this Raptor season you can look at it and say hey they're four and two they shot horribly and still had a chance to win this game against the Bucks, who were a measuring stick team for them. And you can say, hey, you, you had a chance to win despite your poor shooting, and you just fell short. So maybe if you shot a little bit better early on, 
maybe the outcome of the game would be a little bit better. You can look at it that way, or you can look at the Raptors season and say, well, they're four and two, and in their wins so far this season, they've beaten the Pistons, they've beaten the Pelicans, they've beaten the Bulls, and they've beaten who? I'm missing a team. I'm missing a team who the Raptors beat. But bottom line, the point I'm trying to make here is they've lost to the Bucks and they've lost to the Celtics. That's not good. The Magic, sorry. That's the other team I'm forgetting. So the way you look at this, hey, I don't know how you want to look at this, Raptors fans. I'll leave that to you. There's two ways you can look at the season, though. The two games they've lost have been to the Celtics and to the Bucks, who are two teams who many assume will be in the top four of the NBA, of the Eastern Conference, right? And those two games, they're on the road. So, hey, maybe you can't fully judge until the Raps host those two teams, see how that goes. But it's also a glimpse in what happens in winning time. And so far in winning time, when the Raptors have had to play tight games, they went to overtime against the Pelicans, which I don't think you look back, you look at that, and I don't think that's a good place to be. And... They lost to the Celtics, they lost to the Bucks. Tough games, but overall, it's still not bad. You're 4-2 and two on the season. Everything's still alright if you're the Toronto Raptors. You don't play again until Wednesday, and so you can go back, watch the tape, and know that a lot of this loss is because it was self-inflicted. Just horrible shooting early on if you're the Toronto Raptors. And again, 36-15-8 from Giannis. That's massive. That's what star players do. That's what MVP players do when they know that they're facing another big boy team or someone that they deem as a big boy team. The Raptors didn't have that tonight. From there, who's supposed to be the replacement? Pascal didn't have it. Is he ready? Is he not ready? I'm not gonna you're not gonna base that off of one game. But in this a show me game, I said it before this podcast, right? I said it on the last pod. Go back to last year and look at the games when it was KD versus Kawhi, Kawhi versus Yon. Like those games, you could tell the stars sniff those out. They know when those games are coming and they're ready for those games. So it's just a lesson learned. And if we know anything about Siakam, he's going to take this lesson and he's going to improve and he's going to be back in the lab. And the next time the big boy game comes up, he's going to be ready. I, I don't doubt that, because that's just Pascal Siakam. That's just what we know of him so far. Um, also, too, the Raps just got to know that they got to get off to a better start. They didn't get a field goal until 6.40 left in the first quarter. A field goal. That's pathetic. That can't happen. Matt Thomas can't be the second player to get a field goal in a game if you're the Toronto Raptors. That can't happen. That's unacceptable. You give up 36 points in the first quarter unacceptable and I know that the Raps did a good job in coming back but again the reminder the Bucks were on the second night of a back-to-back and there's there's gears we know there's gears in NBA games and NBA seasons but the reminder is that the two Bucks losses that they have this year were an OT in Miami where they gave up a 19 point lead and in Boston they gave up a 21 point lead so they got burned a couple times already this year in terms of blowing big leads, it was going to be very rare for them to do that again. Came close. Came close. But again, it didn't happen. Horrible shooting night for the Toronto Raptors if you're not named Kyle Lowry. And if I'm going to be really honest here, 
there's some things you want to pick up and you hope that it's not trends. You hope, I'm saying this, you hope that it's not a trend. But if you take a look at the Toronto Raptors starting guard situation and Fred Van Fleet, there's a lot of pressure put on him in this season, right? People are expecting a lot from Fred Van Fleet, especially since he's been moved into the starting lineup and he came out opening night. And opening night, Fred Van Fleet, if you remember, 34 points. And it wasn't even just the 34 points, but it was the fact that it was great shooting. 34 points on 12 of 18 from the floor, 5 of 7 from 3, 7 assists, 5 rebounds for Van Fleet. In the games that followed, he's gone 2 for 11, 5 for 14, 3 for 14, a good game against Detroit, he was 5 of 9, and then 2 of 10. That's not a good shooting percentage since that opening game for Fred Van Fleet. And I know he banged up his ankle and there's a lot of pressure on him. But again, the reminder of the NBA season and it's about consistency, man. It's about consistency. And you want to see if Fred Van Fleet can consistently be a starting point guard in this league. You want to see if Pascal can consistently be a top player, a lead player on a team that has serious aspirations or aspirations of making a deep run. And Kyle Lowry so far is holding up. So you just got to enjoy that ride. But history tells us it's unlikely for this Kyle Lowry thing to continue, right? But hey, got to ride the wave. Got to enjoy, take the good with the bad. And the good tonight was Kyle Lowry putting in mega work, the bad was Pascal Siakam didn't look ready to be in in the universe, the same stratosphere as Giannis Antetokounmpo. Luckily for Pascal, that was the first of, what, four games this year, so he'll get another chance. But let's get to some comments here, because as I mentioned, this is a show about you. This show is a conversation. As mentioned from the very start of this podcast, when we started it last year, my goal was to take my group text that I have with my friends and bring that to the masses. So... Here we are, and let me get some comments here. Go to Instagram, and Chotter4 says, we played a so-so game against a very good team, and we still almost won. I'm not worried. Interesting take. Again, that's one way to look at it. You played horribly and almost had a chance to win at the end. But when you're talking about the course of the regular season, you're talking about regular season standings, and I'm going to say, I mean, I don't think the Raptors bar this year is championship or it's a disappointment so you're talking about can you have regular season success the year after Kawhi leaves can you win a round the year after Kawhi leaves so if the regular season matters whereas last year I was the one here standing saying I don't think the regular season mattered that much if the regular season matters these are the games that will decide whether you had a good year or an okay year those games where you probably shouldn't win, but the really good teams have their superstars that win them that game. Win them games when they're not supposed to win. Shoot terribly in the beginning, but shoot your way out of the slump and win the game. And it's really fitting that um, I mentioned this on Twitter, but before the game on NBA TV, they were showing uh, the Raptors game in 30 or game in an hour of the game six clincher against the Bucks. And then right after that, they aired the Open Gym episode of that Raptors series, the Raptors making it to the NBA Finals. And 
first things first, those guys do a great job on Open Gym. Like, that show is incredible. The access and, like, I got chills watching that again. And I guess it was just because it's been a few months since I've watched that episode or watched that footage of that Game 6 and how incredible it was. But it was also the reminder of Kawhi and the superstar level in terms of, oh, yeah, to me, this is why Kawhi is a GOAT Raptor. (laughs) I bring that up because... If you check the feed, scroll a little, you'll find our conversation about the top 25 list that went on about who the greatest Raptor of all time is. But the reason why I say people have this like clouded memory, because we don't remember the details, right? We might not remember the little things that the GOAT player of your organization would do for you. And I I mean, Kawhi had 17 rebounds in that game six. Like he didn't, shoot the ball that well, but he made the plays. The dunk on Giannis is one of the greatest plays in franchise history. And I mean, we forget the 17 rebounds, but the point is the superstar players make those plays to win games that you probably shouldn't. But also the little things that Kawhi did, like cut runs off and create his own runs control the tempo of the game remember the end of the third quarter the raps are down what 15 and Kawhi goes on a personal run to drag the raps back to cut that lead before the start of the fourth quarter those are the things that's when we're talking about the levels of star and superstar so if you're talking about are you right re- are you worried about this game because the raps played so so and still almost won well my retort to that is okay well it still comes down to winning time And in winning time, like, what's going to change in winning time? That's my only question. That's my only hesitation with this Raptors team. But, again, the reminder, they will be a good team this season because they will still be in middle of the pack of the playoffs, and they will be a solid team. They will be in a lot of games because they play defense. They will be in a lot of games. And so it comes down to what happens in winning time. I guess this game will just be one of my exhibit A's. Uh, Let's get some more comments here, though, before we wrap up. Emma checks in. Emma J. Brown on Twitter jumps in and says, Bucks are not winning a championship with that roster. They are not next level. I totally agree with that. I think the Bucks took a step back this year. I think they needed uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon just fit better into what that team needed. He's like a stabilizing force, whereas Bledsoe is just such a wild card. And... I I tweeted this as well. Kyle Lowry and Eric Bledsoe really kept the Raptors in this game. And Chris Middleton forever will be the king of we don't believe you need more people. If Middleton's your second best player, I don't think you're winning the championship. But again, Giannis is that monster and they have a system that works around Giannis and shooters on deck. Hey, I don't know. For one night at least, they looked better than the Raptors. Uh, Another comment here. Let's see, Marc Gasol has noticeably crapped out in both losses, to be honest. Marc Gasol, what are your expectations for Marc Gasol this season? I know someone commented on one of the things that I'm the Marc Gasol defender, so they were checking in to see what I had to say about Gasol. And it's the same thing. You know what you're getting from Gasol at this point. Gasol is in there to be a floor spacer, to move the ball, to help move the ball on your offense, and... I've stated this from the beginning. If his only shots are going to come from him shooting the wide open threes, he's not going to be successful as a, as a Raptor. You have to get him more shots 
within the paint. Because what ends up happening is now he'll miss. He went two for six from three. Why is he shooting six threes? That's not good. He's shooting them because he's wide open and the feel is that he has to shoot those threes, right? But you look at the box score and it says he's four of 12. 12 shots, okay, cool. But why are half of them three-pointers? Get in the paint. And then those shots that he then misses in the paint look a lot worse because you're only seeing him miss the one or two in the paint. But big guys miss shots in the paint all the time. Do you know what I'm, Does that make sense? Like... If you run the offense or run his shots so that you're getting him more shots in the paint, guaranteed he'll be more effective. But you're also not banking on him getting a lot of points. The fact that he got to 10 points, that's a win. 10 and 12 for Marc Gasol at this stage? I don't know. I mean, was Serge, Serge was super active, but Serge was only 3 of 10, 11 points in this game, and 4 rebounds. 4 blocks, Serge was a beast. Serge was hella active. But I still stand by the fact that the way that the Raptors will be successful is still Gasol in the starting lineup and Serge giving them energy off the bench. 34 minutes from Gasol, I will say I think is too many. But I guess they're playing the matchups. You want Gasol building that wall, the help defense, the intangibles, the things that don't show up on the box score. That's why he's going to play so many minutes. And matching up against the Lopez twins, which... Not even gonna go there because I don't want to talk about the Lopez twins. Uh, let's get to some more comments. Um, back to back comments here. Sharice says Pascal not ready and the Bucks planned for him and Fred. Uh, Ragul backs that up and says Pascal has to start shooting turnaround jump shot. I don't, um, two things. Pascal de- didn't look like he was ready for the Giannis matchup tonight. I'll say that. But much like we stated that. Pascal has to be ready for other teams to have the scouting report on him. The same thing for Fred. You're not going to surprise teams anymore. So as mentioned, Fred's shooting struggles since game one, he's had one good shooting game since. That tells me the scouting report's out on Freddie. So the adjustments got to be made. You got to know how you're going to get your offense. And hey, he's still contributing, finding ways to contribute because he had seven assists, six rebounds in this game. But You need him to score. And this is where you're going to find the next level of where the Raptors are going to be. Because ultimately, it's going to be about, can you get consistent scoring contributions from Fred, Kyle, OG, Norman Powell? And so far, you're getting it from Kyle. And you're not getting it from OG. You're not getting it from Norm. And so, it's a tough spot. Very tough spot. Alex checks in and says, if Siakam is going to become a superstar caliber player, he's going to have to learn how to not get himself into foul trouble. It's a great point, Alex, and it's totally true. You cannot get in foul trouble. And again, you can blame, continue to, there's two ways to look at it. Blame the refs and say, hey, he's a superstar now and he deserves to get calls. You can keep arguing that and keep taking foul outs, or you can try to make some type of adjustment to where you don't get the cheapy foul on the perimeter because you're reaching. Avoid that foul. You can avoid the foul where you're driving out of control to the basket. You can avoid that foul, right? Uh, Another comment here says, Lowry was tenacious and the lead charged to bring it back for a four-point deficit. Lowry was all over the place, man. There's not a bad thing you could say about Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry wanted the smoke in this game. And he just needed someone else to follow him, and the Raps probably could have won that game. Problem is, they didn't get enough consistently from anyone else, 
and that's going to equal an L to a good team in the league. Uh, going to get a couple more comments here before I wrap things up here. Pun not intended. Uh, DVAD says, well, it can't be Norm. <laughs> My guy C. Brown. Oh, man, C. Brown, I don't think he's checked in so far this season on the Wrap It Up podcast, but our ongoing discussion that we have at work all the time is about Norman Powell, and Norm is off to a bad start this season. And maybe Q's point is right in the sense that Norm does better when he's being challenged. Anytime he's been given something, meaning like, hey, Norm, you're going to start now, he hasn't played well. But anytime it's been Norm's in the doghouse, or Norm's been playing bad and his minutes have been taken away, and then he gets a shot, Norm magically steps up. But in this season so far where it's been, hey, Norm, you have guaranteed 20-plus minutes coming off the bench, we need your energy and scoring, hasn't shown up yet. And hopefully that'll change. Uh, Another comment, good comment, Siakam is still learning, he will adjust. Totally agree with that. The only thing we know about Pascal Siakam is that given challenges, he will improve, he will get better, and he will continue to to, to improve and just work on whatever his weaknesses are. Uh, people are talking about Terrence Davis getting some more minutes. I mean, Nurse is trying desperately to give more minutes to his bench. Matt Thomas played nine minutes. He was okay. Terrence Davis played nine minutes. He was okay. Boucher's trying to get a look here and there. So Nurse is trying to extend his bench, but it's just not there yet. And that's the other problem. Like, you can't really threaten Norm's minutes because there's no one else behind him willing and able to take the minutes. Because if you look at it, Stanley Johnson, DNPCD. Hollis Jefferson, I don't think he's hurt, says DNPCD on my box score. So I don't know. And McCaw was out with an injury. I know that much. But McCaw, again, he's not the one that's going to be giving you scoring. So ultimately, if you're the Toronto Raptors, man, not a good look tonight because I feel like it just wasn't a good look. And it's a good show me game. It's a game where you know the Bucks are going to come out fired up and you know you got to be ready. And instead, the Toronto Raptors scored two field goals. Sorry, three field goals in the first quarter. They were three of 20 from three. Or sorry, from the floor, not from three, from the floor. The Raptors' first three field goals. Three field goals. How does that make sense in the first quarter? Again, that can't happen. But Bucks win, 115-105. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 36-15-8. Kyle Lowry tried all he could to bring back the Toronto Raptors in this game. Lowry did all that he could. I mean, he really put in work and finished with 36 points for Kyle Lowry. And again, he only had one 30-plus point game last all last season in 65 regular season games. So, tough one but for the Toronto Raptors. They just didn't have it enough. And if you listen to this pod, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record for the whole season, but it's going to come down to consistency from whether it's Pascal making the leap or the people behind them making the leap to give consistent scoring, it's going to come down to what happens in winning time. Because the Raps, I'm going to sound like a broken record, because this is a good team. They play defense. They defend. They will not get blown out many times, because they work their asses off to stay in games. They were down by 26. Could have just, you know, said, hey, the Bucks wanted it tonight, and 
They wanted it more than we did. We won the championship. This is like a little glimmer of their championship because they got embarrassed last year, and the Raps could have packed it in. Instead, they buckled down and made a run and came back. So if we're looking for silver linings, I guess that's one of them. Bucks win 115-105. Raptors and Bucks now sit at 4-2 and two on the season. Good game for Kyle Lowry, Pascal. He'll be thinking about this one for a while. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in. If you are tuning in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, where you can find this podcast live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you tuned in in the middle, you want to catch it from the beginning, we become a podcast that you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just look for the On Blast podcast. This is called Wrap It Up. You'll find other podcasts there, including an NBA-wide discussion called the Ball on Blast podcast. You will also find a podcast that's about the MTV reality show called The Challenge. That podcast is called You Killed It. All of those things you find under one feed, and hopefully you enjoy this podcast because this is for you. This is for us to have a space where we can vent and discuss the disappointments, the highs and lows, keep each other you know, thinking about the positives as we break through this Toronto Raptors season. And the other thing I'm going to remind you is that the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. And if you want another reminder, you know, a reminder of just the fact that the Toronto Raptors are champs and the fact that, you know, it could always be worse, I'm going to give you guys this reminder. I'm going to say that the Golden State Warriors starting lineup tonight, Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, Eric Peschal, and Willie Cauley-Stein. That is what the Toronto Raptors did to the Golden State Warriors. And I'm going to remind you guys, Toronto Raptors, defending NBA champions. And on that note, I'll wrap up this podcast the same way we always do because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time. See ya. Boom, blast.